What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. To the Debbie Delight, brought to you by ExpandTheBoxScore.com, with your hosts Ricky Valero and Chris Stoops, bringing you all the guys who should be on your fantasy radar this season and leading into your upcoming rookie draft. Welcome to another edition of the Debbie Delight, brought to you by ExpandTheBoxScore.com. I am your host, Ricky Valero. On today's episode, we're going to continue our player profile, tackling one today, thanks to Choking on Foot on Twitter, and that's LaMichael P. Ryan, the running back out of Florida. As always, I am joined by my partner in crime and co-host, Stoops. How are you today, buddy? I'm doing fantastic. Uh, we definitely wanted to give a shout out to the uh, the suggestion, and whenever we went back and looked at the uh, Twitter handle, we uh, we loved it. We both uh, kind of chuckled with it, so um, definitely love the recommendation and, and the response to the tweet that we sent out. Yeah, for sure. I, again, that's why we we love doing the show. We like to hear feedback from you guys, and we appreciate it. And um, it, it's somebody different, you know what I mean? Like yep. we've we've kind of touched. Like I think we did. The, we went that route last week, obviously with Courtney Davis. Obviously, we've had some big names in the last few days. You know, we had Jerry Judy, Henry Ruggs. We've talked about talking about those guys, but once we started getting some responses in. You know, we decided two of the three guys that we're going to talk about this week came from Twitter recommendations. So it's kind of exciting to get some recommendations from outside of uh, just, you know, what you and I are doing. I completely agree with you. All right, so let's go ahead and dive right into LaMichael Piran. All right, Stoops, go ahead and kick us off with some pros for Mr. LaMichael Piran. Yeah, so um, a couple of things that I've got on him here. Um, his decision-making with the ball was very, very nice. I watched uh, quite a few different films. Um, or game films, I should say. And it just seemed like he, when he made up his mind, he was very fluid with it. And you just love to see that. Um, a lot of times you'll see some guys that kind of just bounce around, bounce around. And he does that at times, but nonetheless, more often than not, he made up his mind. He, did, he, he made that decision of where he was going to go with it. Um, and just went full force with it, whether it was, you know, just ended up being a one yard gain or it ended up being a big chunk yardage play. So definitely love seeing that. Um, and while doing that, he was a very slippery runner. He was tough to bring down. He's got some good size to him. Um, so you love seeing that out of a running back. Um, definitely with someone who's a little bit tougher to bring down, it's going to allow even you see it all the time where these guys are still moving their feet and they're fighting for that extra yard. And it gives their six, six, 300 pound linemen an extra couple seconds to come up behind them and give them that extra push. You always see that every single game. So um, the fact that he is a little bit more slippery and tough to bring down, it just, it just allows him to gain those extra yards. And then also um, just keep, keep pushing forward. So 
last thing that I really did see, um, his pass blocking. Um, being in Florida, um, they did run the ball a fair share amount, but man, they, they seem to to pass quite a bit. And um, Lud's seen that he's able to, to, to pick up those blocks, um, pick up where they're coming from at that. You know, he, he's able to read the defenses before the snap as well and kind of sense on where it's going to come out. And obviously with your quarterback and your line communicating, they're going to point out where those guys are coming from, but able to get there and actually be quick enough to make those blocks and give your quarterback even just a couple seconds or two. Um, you got to love seeing that. So those are just a couple things I noticed while watching some film from him. Yeah, there's a few things that stood out. So I noticed, okay, so I'm watching the film, and again, this is one of those weird ones that you define of, is this a pro or is this a con? So I heard a lot about how from um, 2018 to 2019 that he lost some weight, right? So the weird thing that I was watching, so if you watch some of his 2018 film, you see this very kind of elusive back that got the ball in space and kind of... I don't, he made some plays happen. You know what I mean? Like to me, it was like, oh wow, this is this is the type of running back that we're gonna see. Like this is pretty good. Like I can understand that. But when you watch his tape a little bit in 2019, you didn't kind of get that same feel that you had that he had the year before. So I don't know what it was. I don't know if the weight kind of hinder what he was doing. I mean, he did have quite a few games last year where he was a lot better. Between the two years, you were only looking at three different, you know, between the two years, we only have three less carries from the year before. You know, he's fluctuated in stats over the, he's, you know, he's a four-year starter, you know, 13 games a year, except for 2017, he played on 11. But it was weird to see with the little bit of weight on him, he was a little bit more shiftier and a little bit more elusive to watch. And then 2019, I found him a little less elusive and a little bit better. I do think that he has a little bit of an issue with that offense didn't know what its identity was as well. Like it was weird watching them. Like it's just like some games you see that he has, he's touching the ball, you know, three or four times a game. And then some other games he's, he's got 17 touches and you're like, Oh, okay. That's the kind of player that I want to see, et cetera, et cetera. The big thing that kind of stood out between all of the years combined, he had 40 catches total this year. Um, in 13 games. He only had 32 total in his first 37 games combined. So it was nice to see him catch the ball out of the backfield. Like that's a big key. Obviously we've talked about it. A three down back in the NFL is going to stay on the football field consistently, especially when you come down to the hurry up offense, two minute drill. And uh, to attest to what Stoop said, I saw some of the same stuff about the pass blocking, which also keeps you on the football field a lot more whenever the game's on the line, or again, under that two minute or hurry up offense. He's a, he's a very good, he's not exactly the most exciting guy to watch. You know what I mean? You're not always going to get him you know, you're not always going to see him break away for all these big time runs or big time gains. You're going to see a lot of zero to three yard carries. You're going to see some, you know, some game breakers here and there. But I like him. He's a hard runner. He's a power back, you know, power back, like you mentioned. I mean, seven red zone touchdowns is very nice. And of course, seven out of 12 games this year, he had three plus catches. So those are some of the things that I kind of saw. Um, like I said, some of that stuff at the beginning was a little bit weird as, as, as is it a pro over a con. So I don't know if the losing of the weight helped or what it did, but his consistency throughout the games was is something that I also noticed as well that I like Stoops. Yeah, and while you were talking, I kind of went back and, and looked at the Florida offense um, compared to this year and last year. And I looked, um, so he had essentially the same amount of rushing attempts from, you know, give a couple here and there. But when you look at the passing game, 
Um, they had 467 um, attempt passing attempts this season compared to 364 last year. 3,910 passing yards this season compared to 2,776 last season. So I mean, you're talking a hundred, and it was a hundred uh, completion difference and the 103 pass attempts difference compared to last season with over 1,100 different pa- uh, less passing yards. Or I'm sorry, more passing yards this season. So when you look at that, like they're obviously getting the ball in the air more than giving him those opportunities. And you know as well as I do, with a running back, they've got to get into that rhythm. I mean, you look at a Derrick Henry, by no means do I think he's a Derrick Henry because Derrick Henry is a man-child. Um, if you haven't looked at his high school stats, to go on a little rant there, look at Derrick Henry's high school stats. They're absurd. Anyway, um, when, when you start going into a pass-heavy style offense, yes, he has a virtually the same amount of rushing attempts this year compared to last year. But when you, when you start getting more pass-heavy, it's hard for a running back to get into that rhythm. And I think that could play a factor into why he does look a little bit different this season compared to last year. Again, the weight will play a factor, obviously. But like you said, it's kind of odd that he could be heavier and seem more elusive and agile than when he lost weight. But at the same time, when you play at that for so long, you kind of, I don't want to say learn how to play with it, but you're used to it. So I, I think the offensive changes ha- had a lot to do with it as well. And this was just quick numbers that I looked at while you were you were talking, but you got to think the increase in passing um, this season on the offense definitely played a factor into his ability to get into a rhythm and, and, and be more elusive. You know, I, I don't, that's just some thoughts that are, that are quick, quick off my head though. Yeah, I agree a hundred percent. I mean, obviously of all years for you to come out and kind of, uh, you know, showcase your catching ability, this is the perfect time. You know what I mean? Like right before, you know, right before the draft time is is never a bad time to showcase your ability to catch the ball out of the backfield one bit. Absolutely, and I think it's kind of cool. I'm looking at his profile here on on Expand the Box Score, and um, he's from Mobile, Alabama, and we will be seeing him in what about a week and a half or so, give or take. So um, down in Mobile, so that's kind of cool. He'll be back home. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about uh, heading Bowl. down to the Senior Bowl, and, and and you're right. I mean, I feel like he's one of those guys that. Um, very much has um, the opportunity to make some moves with his draft stock down at the Senior Bowl. 100%. It's going to be a it, – we'll get into it deeper, you know, a little bit later on when we do the fantasy outlook on things. I don't think this is a make or break for him necessarily. I think he's got a role somewhere, but um, – you, you've seen the tweets, you know, when, when, when Nagy comes out and talks, or even guys who have gone before um, – this is huge for a lot of guys. I mean, this is a spot where your draft stock can either rise or unfortunately can fall. So um, definitely had a great opportunity for him specifically as well as some other guys going. So going to be definitely going to be a fun thing to, to watch happen. All right, Steve, so what do you have for some cons for the Michael P. Ryan? Yeah, so for Michael P. Ryan, um, really what I've got for him is he does a lot of things good, but he doesn't do anything great. So he really just kind of comes off to me as that running back that will you know, be in the game consistently. He will get you your rushing yards. He'll get you your pass attempts. But he's not doing anything over the top to really stand off, you know, in the tape or, or just in the game in general. And like you had said, um, when watching the film, he doesn't really have those, oh, my gosh, like that was amazing type of plays. It's just kind of like a man. He's he's a workhorse. You know, he can gain what he needs to get, but he's not doing anything that's just eye popping, which, you know, you don't need to be 
um, you know, an eye-popping style player to make a name for yourself. That's obviously not a requirement, but it's still just when you can do at least one thing just absolutely great, you start to differentiate yourself from everybody else. So the fact that he does a lot of things good but nothing great will get him a role uh, in the NFL, but it just doesn't differentiate himself from really anybody else. And I think that can hurt him um, come draft time. But again, we'll, we'll see what he can do in Mobile. But what do you got on him? Yeah, for me, it was like when you watch him, and I kind of said this a little bit earlier, like nothing really jumps off the, off the radar for him. He's not exactly, you know, he's not exactly the most diverse uh you know, guy in the, in the, in the draft at all. Like he's not a burner. He's not going to break free. He's not going to hit, you know, I was looking at his stats, you, you know, out of his, I think it's a hundred and, you know, 53 touches prior to the bowl game. He only had seven carries over 15, 14 yards. That to me, like the 4% of his carries went for over that. And you had 7%, yeah, 57% that went for three yards or less. You know what I mean? Like you're looking at a guy that's just, just kind of, he struggles. You know what I mean? I mean, He's not great, and he's not fantastic. He's just kind of there, and he's just a, a running back. And it's not to say that he can't get better, but at the same time, it's kind of hard to – it's hard, kind of hard sometimes to dive into guys like this because you're like, man, all right, that's that's pretty good. And then you watch two or three plays, and you're like, I would have – you know, he, he doesn't always do a great job of reading his holes, reading going the right, right hole. And I think we talked about this maybe off the air or maybe touched on a little bit was – he kind of like, you know, he just kind of like, all right, I'm going to get in there and just going to push forward. But he kind of just ends up with a loss or two or three yards. He doesn't always try to bounce it outside, which, you know, we talk about sometimes that could be an issue. A lot of guys try to bounce it out. But sometimes I feel like maybe he should take a risk. And sometimes he doesn't do that. Yeah, no, I completely agree with that aspect of it. All right, Stoops, what do you have for a fantasy outlook for Mr. P. Ryan? Yeah, so... This might sound kind of crazy because they're totally they're, – they're essentially different players. But when I was watching him and I was looking at his numbers, I, I think like a Tavon Austin type thing can work for him. Now, obviously, Tavon Austin's way faster. Tavon Austin is just ridiculous fast. And I'm comparing it to Tavon Austin in the NFL now because if you look at Tavon in college, oh, my goodness, he was – he was absurd, but he was basically Tavon Austin was a converted wide receiver. Um, once he got to college, he, he uh, kind of did everything in high school. He was kind of that athlete style player. You just put him on the field, and he's going to do what he needs to do. So they converted him to receiver. So he definitely has more tra- or, or more practice, I guess you could say, at the receiver position. But he also had a lot of rushing attempts, especially his senior season. He kind of did both to it. Um, I think for LaMichael P. Ryan, he gets lined up a lot at wide receiver in Florida. I was watching, um, and I wish I remember what game it was, but anyway, he was lined up at receiver for probably anywhere between eight to 10 plays. So the fact that he has increased his abilities at the catching um, aspect of things, but he is still able to run the ball. I think if, if wherever he gets drafted, uses him in that type of a way to where he's kind of a multi, you know, gadget uh, player, you line him up at receiver, give him a couple rushing attempts, kind of like what they do with a tape on Austin. I think that would cater to him more than a, a team trying to make him. And I don't think he'll ever be a feature back to be completely honest with you. But if a team tried to make him that, I don't think he would be very successful. Um, not a, not immediately, at least, maybe down the road. But I just think if, if a team uses him the way that a team uses Tavon or has used Tavon Austin in the past and even pre, uh, currently, I think that would cater to him a little bit more um, 
So we'll see how that works, but that that's kind of what I think a team should do. So uh, in the end, um, he is not going to be a guy that you're going to take early um, in your rookie drafts or even second, third round. He might be a, hey, it's the last round. Michael's still there. I'm going to take my chance on him. Or if he's in the waivers, you know, put a couple fab dollars if you have that or just claim him off waivers, whatever. So he's definitely going to be a later round guy. You're going to take that flying chance on. So um, going to be interesting to see how all that goes. But what, what are you thinking? Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I, I think you hit the nail on the head with uh, P. Ryan for me. He's not anything – I wouldn't be surprised if he's one of those guys that kind of gets lost in the shuffle. I think the biggest thing that he has going against him, like what Austin did, was Austin was a very good returner. So he brought something else to the game, and I don't, I don't think P. Ryan can yep. bring that to the game. So I think that might be his biggest issue. But I don't disagree with how offenses could utilize him in their advantage to utilize him for his best capability. Absolutely. All right, folks, do us a favor. First off, I want to say something real quick. This will probably release the morning of when we're heading down to the Senior Bowl. If you are out at the Senior Bowl, come find Stoops and I. We will make sure we are going to be out there. We're going to be loud and proud because we're very, very excited to be out and be able to represent Expand the Box score and, of course, represent the Debbie Delight. This has been a blast. So, like, Stoops and I have been texting about this. We talked about this. We talked for probably 25, 30 minutes before we even got on the air about uh, going down to the Senior Bowl, what our plan is, and, and stuff like that. We're really excited about it. And if you find us out there, say hi, drop us a line. I mean, we're just ecstatic to go. So I'm excited about that. Folks, head on over to Twitter. Give Stoops a follow at Stoops1990. Give the show a follow at the Debbie Delight. Give the XTB uh, box score a follow as well. And then give myself a follow at Ricky Valera underscore. And until next time, we'll talk to you guys soon. See y'all later.